0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back inside Central Health Training Center for another episode of Broncos Now. As always, I'm your host, Sydney Jones. And coming up on today's episode, the Broncos were back at practice today as they continue to prepare for their first road trip to Miami. We'll hear from all three coordinators, plus, ESPN's Miami Dolphins reporter joins the show to take a look at this matchup from the Dolphins' perspective. All that and more coming up. we're back at practice today here at Centura Health Training Center as they continue to prepare for Sunday's matchup versus the 2-0 Miami Dolphins. We heard from offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi today as he discussed what he saw from this offense versus the Commanders in week two.
1: I think you know obviously we started fast and then uh, you know turnover uh, we had really good field position after the punt return and so that turnover hurt and then just kind of you know flopped around for a few drives before we uh you know start moving the ball again in the second uh, second half. So just um you know we just have to be more consistent throughout the game.
0: Coach Lombardi also talked about the Broncos' run game and discussed how the first two games are just a small sample size of what this offense can do.
1: Yeah, I think we were running the ball efficiently early and then you know when you go three and out a few times in a row, you know, you just there's no rhythm and so it's hard to you know, you're planning on getting into some runs and, you, you know, you're not converting on third down and you're punting and you get, so you just don't get the chance to get in the rhythm. And then, um, you know, just the way that game script went, we, we ended up being down and having to throw. So I think it was just, I don't think it was anything planned. It was just situationally, uh, you know, when you're, when you're not getting first downs, you just don't have a lot of plays to establish it. And then you're down a couple scores and you got to get going. So, um I don't think it's something that, you know, certainly not something that we're, we're trying to do or plan to do, just the way the game script went.
0: Plus defensive coordinator Vance Joseph talked about what he saw on film from the Broncos defense and how he addressed some of those issues this week.
2: You know, overall, it's not all bad football. You know, obviously, in our second week, it's going to be some ups and downs, you know, from a you know, schematic perspective. But I thought it was some good stuff in both games. You know, obviously, um, you know, not winning the games kind of puts a light on all of it. But, um, Penalties, you know, are, are are huge right now. That's uh, hurting us on defense. You know, keeping drives alive, and, and we're playing a lot of snaps because of penalties. You know, so we got to coach our way out of penalties. I'll do a better job of coaching the penalties and getting those things right. You know, even even the first game against the Raiders. You know, every drive that they scored, it was a penalty involved. You know, last week, from the second quarter on, every score they had was a third down conversion on a penalty you know, or a screen, you know, so those things are correctable, you know, so I'm not worried about that. There's enough good football on tape that I can see it. You know, it's it's week two. It's a long way to go, you know, so I'm not discouraged at all.
0: Vance Joseph have also detailed his expectations for this defense and knows they can be an elite unit this year.
2: I think we can be a very good defense and, you know, you don't judge that until after the season, obviously, but we have good enough players to be a good defense, absolutely. You know, and I expect that, guys. You know, coming here, my vision was to be a dominant defense, and that hadn't changed. And I'm telling you, on tape in the first two games, you can see it happening—the penalties, the you know, the, the uh, misfits here and there. You know, I'll I'll coach better, but we should be a very good defense, and that's the expectation. You know, it shouldn't be any less than that.
0: Looking ahead to Sunday's matchup versus the Dolphins, both Joe Lombardi and Vance Joseph talked about the challenges their respective units will be faced
1: with. You know, he's been one of the more successful defensive coordinators over the, you know, since I've been coaching in the NFL. Um, very sound, very well coached. Um, you know, they do a really good job of keeping a roof over the offense. It's hard to get deep on this this group. And, um, you know, they just do a great job of tweaking their defense for for each offense they, they face. And so figuring out, you know, which receiver they want to take away and, um, you know, how they're playing their, their secondary. You know, there's just a lot of nuances to this defense. If you just watch it, you might not, you know, pick up on it. But the more you watch it and study it, you know, you realize that there is just a lot of detail to what they do. And they're very smart in um, adjusting their scheme. You know, which on the surface doesn't look like a lot, but they adjust the nuances of it for for each particular offense that they're facing. So it's a
2: good offense, and obviously, it's based on a you know on what Kyle has done over the years in the running game, and he was a big part of that that coaching staff as far as the running game. Um, so he's doing a great job with that offense. They have a lot of speed. I mean, you said it. I mean, it's a track team. I mean, at at receiver, you've got two guys who are sub four three. You got running back guys who are sub four three. So it's a lot of speed out there. and He's using them right, man. I mean, it's a it's a Chinese fire drill on tape.
0: Plus, special teams coordinator Ben Kotwika talked about how important complementary football will be in Miami. The
1: coaches emphasize that, and we've got to do our part, whether it's in the return game or taking a ball away. Um, you know, the target of opportunities that we have, we just have to make the most of them. And, and again, like last week where we had the long punt against us, we were able to return it. So, yes, uh, when you play somebody that's explosive like that, those those margins, you got to be... Uh, you got to be at your best on those.
0: Now it's time to take a look at today's injury report. Outside linebacker Frank Clark, defensive tackle Mike Purcell, and safety Justin Simmons all did not participate in practice today. Plus tackle Garrett Bowles was a full participant. Now joining me on today's episode of Broncos Now to take a look at Sunday's matchup from the Dolphins perspective is ESPN NFL Nation Miami Dolphins reporter Marcel Louis-Jacques. Marcel, thanks for joining me today.
3: Of course. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. How are things going down there in Miami?
3: Um, A little rainy today, honestly, uh, which is nice. You know, we went through a spell where it was just sun, 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 dry. So, like, it's nice to get that humidity back, you know, make us feel alive. We got to pay a tax to be in South Florida. Some of it's financial, some of it is with the weather.
0: (laughs) Well, I do know. I think it's supposed to rain on Sunday as well. So, gearing you guys up for that as well.
3: Yeah. And uh, that's a good thing, I guess, for visiting fans. I don't know if, how much they've kept up with Hard Rock Stadium drama over the past year or so. But the visiting side of the stadium, very hot, very hot in the middle of the day. For these 1 p.m. kickoffs, the sun is going right at you. So for y'all's sake, I hope it rains just to cool (laughs) off like a little bit because it can be pretty brutal over there.
0: Oh, Lord. All right. Well, we'll have that to look forward to Marcel. You, of course, know the Dolphins have gone off, gotten off to a really hard, hot start this season, have of course won their first two games. And then this will be their first home game of the season. So what's just been kind of the mood, the vibe in the locker room over there this week?
3: Yeah. I mean, to them, they're doing exactly what they expected to do. They're trying not to get too high on it. Mike McDaniel actually had a, a great comment on it the other day uh, when asked, you know, how much he thinks his team is paying attention to increased, AFC East title odds or MVP odds in in Tua Tungvaloa's case and he said maybe last year his first with the team he probably would have felt the need to like remind those guys hey don't buy into the hype like slow it down one game at a time this year he's confident and comfortable that everybody in the building knows exactly what's at stake right now they know what time it is they know that there's still a lot of games left in the season, a lot of football left to be played. So, you know, obviously, you know, it's a better mood than 0 2 would have been if, if they had lost to, to LA and New England. But, you know, for for by all accounts, they are keeping things pretty level headed here entering week three.
0: Well, I know the Dolphins, you know, have one of the most explosive offenses in the league throughout the first two weeks. And like you mentioned, Tua to Tagovailoa, you know, leads the league with uh, 715 passing yards. So, What do you think's just made them so dynamic as a unit throughout the first two weeks?
3: Oh, it helps when you've got the most dynamic playmaking threat in the NFL in Tyreek Hill, who even after all this time, I still don't know if there's a more dangerous wide receiver in the NFL in terms of just explosive potential. Uh, But another year in the same system helps. This is the first time that two has been in the same system in consecutive years since high school. So like having that kind of continuity is big. Uh, not to mention like there was a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. I think after last year, he felt like he played at a high caliber and he felt, you know, there's a lot of skepticism about him entering Mm -hmm. the 2023 season. A lot of it had to do with his durability and his health, but it feels like, you know, he had a little bit something to prove. You can hear it a little bit in his voice sometimes, you know, when somebody last week asked him if he still thought that people doubted his, his deep passing ability. He says, I don't care. 466, is 466. That's not something that we would have heard from Tua, you know, two years ago, three years ago. So you can kind of start to see the change there. But all overall, like, it's a coaching staff. It's a locker room. It's a team that has really instilled a lot of confidence in him. They've thrown their support behind him. They let him know that, you know, like, one mistake, two mistakes, three mistakes. It's not going to bury you. It's not going to change how we feel about you. You are our guy. And you can only say that for so long, you know, before, you know, somebody believes you or they don't. And Tua is at that state right now where he believes them. He's buying in. They're bought into him. It's just a whole whole system of people buying into each other up here. But uh, it's an offense perfectly tailored to his skill set. And you're starting to see that on Sundays.
0: I know you mentioned Tyreek Hill. I think the matchup to watch is certainly going to be Tyreek Hill versus uh, Broncos cornerback, Pastor Tan. What are just your expectations there, Marcel?
3: It's going to be a fun matchup. You know, I think there's obviously a little bit of a size difference there. So it's not like you're going to see a very physical. You know, shoving back and forth, jump ball type matchup. That's a that's not a game that I think the Dolphins really want to play here. It's going to test certain. if he's going to follow Tyreek around. He's going to be tired at the end of the game. So thank God you guys are up there in the in Denver, three thousand miles over, You know, miles three thousand feet up, but uh, or is it five thousand? You know, I'm never was very good at math. <laughs> but uh, either way, the additional you know the the cardio is going to do him well because they move Tyreek all over the field. If you've seen them the past two games, he's motioning left, right. He's wheeling out of the backfield. Even he said he was tired at the end of the Patriots game. So it's going to be a lot of movement for Sertan if he is going to follow Tyree Kill. But he might be the only, you know, big playmaking threat on the field for Miami right now, at least at receiver. We didn't see Jalen Waddle at practice today. He's still coming back from concussion protocol. We'll get the injury report here actually pretty shortly and, and be able to, to, to know whether or not he is going to uh, you know, he is able to play, but uh, I, I think it's going to be, it's going to be a fun matchup. It's going to be a fun matchup. He's really complimentary of the corner. He faced last week, Christian Gonzalez, the rookie from, uh, from new England. He held him a little bit in, in terms of just total yard production. You know, I think only 40 catches, but he did have that touchdown. And ultimately uh, that's what matters.
0: Right. You know, you mentioned Jalen Waddle. if he isn't able to go on Sunday, who's kind of the next guy up there that the Broncos defense should be on the lookout for.
3: So I think this would be like a fantastic trivia question about like, who is the Dolphins third leading receiver right now. It's River Craycraft. Actually it's River Craycraft, uh, the former 49er Washington state product. Uh, a guy who, you know, a lot of people have either on the bubble or off the team considering the, uh, the wide receiver additions they've made over the past year or so, but he just keeps on, doing the little things you know he's a good blocker you know he finds the soft spots in the zone he's a reliable set of hands as well like he just could, keeps doing things that get him on the field so i would imagine a bigger role for him also a bigger role for baxter Berrios they still have Cedric Wilson who's been the healthy scratch in each of the past two games and they have Robbie Chosen or Robbie Anderson or Chosen Anderson you know whatever you want to call him <laughs> he's clearly called himself by a few names but uh, he's been on the practice squad he offers kind of like a poor man's version of Jalen Waddle's skill set and that speed after the catch and the ability to take the top off of a defense. So they have a number of ways to go, none of whom obviously are Jalen Waddle, but uh, would expect to see, you know, not a massive change in philosophy, not a huge shift in philosophy. Uh, It's, again, something that them and every, I think, NFL team believes in is that next man up mentality, right? And that's exactly what we're going to see on Sunday.
0: For sure. You know, Marcel, there's a couple fun connections here between the Dolphins and the Broncos. I know Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel. He's obviously a Colorado native, you know, used to be an intern here where he kind of got his start. And then, of course, Vic Fangio used to be the head coach here. And Bradley Chubb will be facing his former team. I know that Bradley said this week that it's going to mean a lot to him to face the Broncos again.
3: Oh, yeah. You know, and I appreciate Bradley's level of, of kind of like honesty and transparency there. He's not like trying to put on a front and say like, oh, I don't care. It's one game at a time. It's this and that. Vic Fangio said that, but I do kind of believe Vic when he says it. Uh, he's not really a guy that to, to mince words there. But, you know, it, it was cool to hear him say like, yeah, like these are guys. These are guys I call my brothers, It's the team that drafted me where I really started my adult life. You know, that's a it's a big deal. I think it would probably be a little more surreal if this game was in Denver I think it probably helps that it's in his new you know is his new town but he is he's coming off his best game in a Dolphins jersey against the Patriots seven pressures a sack a forced fumble like that's the kind of production that I think Miami expected when they gave him a 110 million dollar contract uh the trade deadline last year but uh they expect you know Jalen Phillips he's been practicing this week uh if it was up to Jalen he would have went on on Sunday night against the Patriots so would expect to see him again on the field and uh you know their powers combined. I think the potential that they have as a pass rushing duo—it's it, just—it's so high because both of them are just—they're still so young. Uh, you know, they—they they both get after the quarterback. The sack numbers might not really be there per se, but the pressure numbers, the pass rush, uh pass rush win rate numbers—it's really hard to say. Like fast, it's like a tongue that twister. That is, that yeah. is a tongue twister. <laughs> those numbers, <laughs> those numbers are all there. Basically, everything except for sacks—they're right there. And if you ask these guys, they'll all tell you the same thing: that the sacks. Will eventually come.
0: Well, of course, we know Vic Fangio's defense well here in Denver. But Marcel, what do you think the challenge is really going to be for Russell Wilson this week, going up against them?
3: Well, the, the problem is this secondary has played lights out, even without Jalen Ramsey. Eli Apple, I think, you know, struggled a little bit against the Patriots, and they didn't really have a—they don't have a good group of receivers out there in New England to really test them, but the Chargers do. And yeah. Justin Herbert barely, he, he barely registered anything. I think 220, 230 uh, passing yards there uh, facing Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Quinton Johnson, you know, the whole group of of, of guys. So I, I think it's a team that they don't allow a lot over the top. And I think that's where, correct me if I'm wrong here, but that's where the Broncos really thrived last season was in those big explosive plays. That's where basically all the offense came from. So yeah. they're going to have to rush specifically. He's going to have to be able to take what that defense gives him uh, this offensive line is going to have to carve out uh, rush lanes, uh, running lanes for Javante Williams and Samaje Perine. Uh, this is still a susceptible run defense. You know they improved a bit Sunday night against New England, but that 230 you know yards on the ground against LA, that's still pretty fresh in people's minds here. If uh, if Denver can control the, they can control the clock, they can control the game. You know on the ground then I I think they have a shot at keeping this from becoming a shootout. I'm not necessarily sure any team in the NFL wants a shootout with the Dolphins, (laughs) but uh, if they're able to control the clock and like I said, control things on the ground, get Javante Williams going, Russell Wilson takes care of the ball, uh, then, you know, it's going to be a better game than I think it looks on paper where if I'm not mistaken as of this afternoon, Dolphins are still six and a half point favorites. It's a lot in the NFL.
0: Yep. Well, Marcel, so appreciate your time. Thanks for getting us up to speed on the Dolphins. And thanks for hopping on the show.
3: Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me, Cindy.
0: I'll see you on Sunday as well. Absolutely. And Broncos fans, don't forget, Paramount Plus is your streaming home for every local NFL-CBS game this season. Visit ParamountPlus.com to start your free trial and stream Russell Wilson and the team as they battle the league's best. Plus, get an all-access pass to 24-7 NFL content with CBS Sports HQ, Fantasy Football Today, NFL Slime Time, and more. And this year, Paramount Plus is your streaming destination for Super Bowl 58. Another action-packed Broncos season with NFL and CBS awaits, so stream Paramount Plus from any device all season long. Well, that'll do it for today's episode of Broncos Now. Broncos Country, thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure to meet me right back here on the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube tomorrow for a game preview. I'll see you all then.